0: Alright, so UFC 267 went down on Saturday night, and what a night of fights it turned out to be. Are you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Because I was hella entertained, as the kids say these days. I'm here to talk about it before I do. My name's Rahul J. Chan. This is the Battle Camp. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. Uh, First and foremost, (laughs) sorry. First and foremost, I don't feel very well hence why I haven't bothered to pull the camera out and record myself, Uh, you could probably tell by the sound of my voice uh, I have a bit of a cold, I feel like absolute crap, so if I continue to cough throughout the video uh, apologies in advance Um, I just quickly want to say, this event, I had very high expectations going into this event, uh, because of the names and and the matchups on the card right, and um, I feel like this uh, UFC 267 exceeded those expectations, because First and foremost, I felt like some of the performances by some of the fighters gave us a real glimpse into the future of their weight divisions. Um, and secondly, it just felt like a big event, man. It had the bells and whistles. It had Hasbulla running around with his little mate starting a fight in the, um, in the audience. It just felt like, you know, this was meaningful, man. This had consequences for the future of, of the organization in terms of who the top boys um, are going to be you know what I mean um, I'm very cognizant of the fact that we've kind of been starved of these type of events because of the the lackluster shows that the UFC have been putting on on their fight nights at the apex uh, and also it was on at a very reasonable time for us it finished at 10:30 30 p.m um, or before 10:30 p.m I should say I was at a bit of a, a loss to what to do next like I didn't know what to do do you know what I mean like I'm not used to these events finishing so early um so maybe that played into me kind of being so excited and 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 really kind of enjoying uh, what happened on saturday night but d- definitely for me the event was a was a was a home run um and speaking of home runs this guy glava Teixeira, what a home run did he hit i don't know whether that makes sense because i'm not a, a golf uh, not golf uh, baseball person uh, but trust me man like look i picked jan Blakovic going into this and, and before i talk about the fights i quickly want to say i'm just going to be very brief uh, about each of these fights because you know, I'm two days late. Do you know what I mean? Like, who's even going to watch this? <laughs> so, I don't, I don't want to go on for like 20 minutes, half an hour. So, I'm going to try and be short and snappy, much like myself. Um, so, Jan Black- so I was expecting more from Jan Blakowicz, man. In my preview, I did say, That it feels like he's got the confidence of a champion now. Like he believes he's the best in the world and he's fighting that way. And I didn't see that on Saturday night, man. He seemed like a step slow, a step behind Glava on the feet and obviously on the ground. Now, I don't know whether that was just because Jan Blakovic put in a flat performance. Or well, Glover made Jan Blackovic fight that way by being very cautious of a takedown or whether it was a mixture of the two uh, but I was expecting a better performance from Jan Blackovic and by the sounds of things Jan Blackovic was expecting better from himself. Um, there was a brief period in the second round uh, where they both started exchanging and that was kind of more of what I was expecting from Jan Blackovic being more aggressive and assertive but even in that exchange it felt like Glover Tishiro got the better of things um, Glover toshiro himself made and you can't fault him Like this is a guy Like I believe He's the oldest person To ever win A UFC title For the first time Do you know what I mean So not the oldest champion In the history Of, of, of the organisation But the oldest person To win a title For the first time I saw a tweet from someone saying, for context, Glover Tashira is older then. And then he named like Andre Alofsky and like a few other people, ex-fighters, fighters that have retired like years and years and years ago. Like Glover Tashira is a guy that I've heard of like ever since I started watching MMA because of the Joe Rogan podcast. And Joe Rogan used to talk about, oh, there's this guy from Brazil and he can't come over because of visa issues. But he's a killer, man. He's a killer. I even feel like it might have been before John Jones arrived on the scene. Do you know what I mean? And for him to kind of stay the journey, have the self belief and, and the discipline and the motivation to continue striving to achieve this goal and finally get it at this late stage, um, nothing but credit and plaudits need to go to that man, man. But having said all of that, having said all of that, we had John Jones pipe up. And look, John Jones had some choice words about Jan Blakowicz. Uh, for, for being disrespectful. I can't remember what the exact tweet is, and, and who really cares at this point? And, and the only reason I'm talking about this is because, from what I remember, Jan Blakovic didn't actually say anything offensive to John Jones. All he said is he wants to fight John Jones. And that's what Jan Blackovic is supposed to say because he won a title that John Jones gave up. Right. So John Jones relinquishes a title. He's still in the organization and Jan Blakovich wins. He's supposed to call John Jones out because that's a cloud hanging over the division. When I made my preview video, one of the first things I said is John Jones. I, I addressed John Jones. Do you know what I mean? um and for john jones to be so sensitive and always like seeking this i don't know what it is like he always just wants this approval and acceptance as the best ever and and people to to kind of revel in the glory of his greatness it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me man like there's a time and a place and just shut your mouth sometimes but um that's john jones in it that's half the problem with that man it feels as though uh, Yuri Pahachka is next for Glover Tashira. And I feel like that Yuri would have preferred to have fought Jan Blakovic, a guy that's a kickboxer who's going to stand up. But Glover can mix things up. Um, so actually, I'm quite looking forward to that fight. I'm quite looking forward to how that plays out if Yuri is indeed uh, the next guy. Um, but one thing that I couldn't help but feel watching that fight on Saturday night is irrespective of... Um, the, the, the sense of achievement for both of these men, right? And I'm not taking anything away from them. Um, if you look at all of the different weight classes throughout the UFC and you compare the champion, uh, of each of the weight divisions, the current champion to the champion three, four years ago, um, each of the, those, the classes, the, the fires in each of the, the, the weight classes have progressed. They've gotten better, right? Um, and I can't help but feel the light heavyweight division has actually regressed. Like three or four years ago, um, we had in that weight class, maybe five years ago, I can't remember the exact timelines, but at one point we had John Jones, DC Gustafson and Anthony Rumble Johnson at the top of that weight class. Compare that to now. Like those men in that era would wipe the floor. I'm sorry to say, with the top boys in the light heavyweight division currently. Like for me, the light heavyweight division has always kind of been the crown jewel uh, for the UFC. Ever since I started watching it, the back in the day, Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell and and Tito Ortiz, and then you had the next kind of wave of Rampage Jackson. I, I know, you know, and and Shogun. I know they fought in Pride, but when they came over and then you had um, Machida, you had um, Evans, like for me, that's always been the, 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 the weight class that is like the, I found the most exciting and right at the moment. And again, and I feel bad saying this now, but it just feels like it's, it's, it's just not where it once was. And we're waiting for this next wave of talented fighters and Yiri might be one of them. And we've had a few faults, faults kind of, um, um kind of promising or but guys that haven't or we put too much potential on guys such as Walker etc uh, but we're, we're still waiting do you know what I mean? We're still waiting for the next batch of stars in that division so it's wide open man, it's there for the take in it'll be interesting to see what happens between Yeri and Glava if that is the fight. Now the next fight the fight of the night, Peter Yan against Corey Sanhagen um, I scored that I scored that fight 4-1 uh, to Peter Yan. Um, the, second, the second round, I should say, I was going to say second fight, the second round was very close um, and I gave it to yan because i felt like he he kind of landed the more kind of significant strikes but i mean it is what it is i think everyone is in agreement that peter yan definitely won that fight and i predicted peter yan was going to win that fight and the fight kind of played out how i thought it was going to play out apart from one significant difference um i felt like Corey anderson would have the upper hand in the first couple of rounds uh but towards the kind of middle of the, the the maybe kind of at the halfway point of the third round onwards, Peter Yan would start to take over. Um, what actually happened was Peter Yan took over in the second round, in my opinion. Um, I feel like this is a bit of a wanky kind of phrase that's used in, in combat sports, but Peter Yan is known to spend some time downloading the data of his opponent. And I felt like he would need more time, just because obviously Corey Sanhagen is such a technical striker and someone that that kind of is so high level with what he does on the feet. I felt like it would take um, Peter Yan more time to um, get his timing of his opponent. Uh, but it didn't. It didn't. And again, um, I, I made this statement in the preview video. I th- to me, it feels like Peter Yan is a fighter at the core. So technically the way he fight, is a very technical fighter. Don't get me wrong. He's very good. Um, on the feet Uh, but he's not afraid to get stuck in and mix it up and get involved in a fight and to me Corey Sanhagen I don't know whether I've I've ever seen him do that Um, we saw glimpses of it on Saturday night but I feel like the chips were down for him kind of by the third round and he still carried on trying to be the technical guy kind of trying to hit and not get hit which is obviously the name of the game Uh, but when that isn't working I didn't really see a plan b do you know what I mean I didn't see him throw caution to the wind and just try and get stuck in and try and do something it it got to a point where Peter Yan was just walking through Corey Sanhagen shots and he was hurting Corey Sanhagen um I mentioned that it feel, felt like we got a glimpse into the future of some of the weight classes earlier on in the video, and Peter Yan for me is that because obviously, um, I, I, I honestly originally like when I started thinking about Peter Yan, I firstly I was like, well, I don't know how good his wrestling is, but we've seen that he's, he's very good at defending takedowns, and then I didn't know how good his striking was because I didn't feel like he had he had fought guys that were um, at the top elite level um, in that division when it comes to the stand up but he's shown us on that front. He's definitely, if not the best, one of the best. Um, and I, I struggle to see who's going to beat him, man. Um, Aljo is very lucky that TJ Dillashaw is currently injured because with Aljo being out, I would I could very easily see the UFC making a fight between TJ Dillashaw and Peter Yan going forward. Uh, but the fact that they're both injured, I feel like it will give Aljo the opportunity to defend his belt, which is ironic because at this point, it feels like it actually feels like Aljo's the interim champion and Peter Yan is uh, the the consensus champion amongst amongst. The viewing audience, you know what I mean. Like I feel like a lot of people look at Peter Yan as the actual champion now, uh, given how the the fight between him and Aljo played out. Um But I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Aljamain Sterling. I, I struggle to see how Aljamain Sterling beats Peter Yan, and I hope Aljo, Aljo is able to prove me wrong because I like him as as a person. Um But. Yeah, um, the fight that I really now want to see is TJ Dillashaw against Peter Yan. I, f- I feel like that would be very, very exciting. Um, but Peter Yan for now is definitely, definitely, definitely 137% the real deal. Um, another guy that is the real deal is Islam Makachev. Here's another guy giving us a glimpse into the future of the lightweight division. Now look, I, I-, I previously said in my preview video that I, I appreciate how good Islam is. I know he definitely is one of the best fighters in the lightweight division. It's just I don't find him entertaining. And what he did on Saturday night was entertaining. If he can be consistent in the way um, in fighting in the way he did on Saturday night, then we definitely have a uh, a star on our hands, in my opinion. Because even the way he spoke on the microphone after the fight, um, I felt showed more personality that I've seen from him prior. Do you know what I mean? Like he said, "Now it's time to speak." I haven't spoken before. Now it's time to speak. Give me the towel shot. That sort of thing, man. Um, I-, I feel like even though he dominates his um, his opponents he's just not very aggressive in the way he does it right if you compare him to Khabib Khabib used to get secure the takedown um but he was kind of less patient he was more aggressive he would throw strikes and he would kind of overwhelm his opponent whereas Islam seems to be more technical where he kind of bides his time and he waits for gaps to appear and then he's kind of did you hear that click and then he um <laughs> and then he and then he exploits those uh gaps and um kind of um betters his position on the ground which is what we saw him do on saturday night it was just very quick work for him man what's next for islam Markachev? obviously he's he's crying out for the title shot and actually it's quite funny because islam's got um himself in a very similar predicament to what leon edwards was <clears throat> or leon edwards is um, but the difference between Leon Edwards and Islam, in my opinion, because I've been crying out for Leon Edwards to get a title shot, is um, Kamaru usman has been the champion now in that division for a couple of years and he's beaten all of the top contenders. Uh, so naturally, Leon Edwards is just next on the list. Whereas in a lightweight division, since Khabib relinquished his title, we've only just established uh, a champion uh, in um, Oliveira. But the problem is Oliveira beat, in my this is just my opinion, he beat Michael Chander, who wasn't, in my opinion, a, a deserving challenger for the title. Um, so the way I look at it is, this is actually the tar- This is actually the fight what we get in getting in December, Poirier and, and Oliveira, where we're going to crown the actual champion of that division. Um, things are kind of up in the air in the lightweight division, um, which kind of leaves it a little bit uncertain in terms of who should get the next shot. Because here's, here's a scenario for you: if Oliveira beats Poirier and Chandler beats Gaethje. That would leave the door open for Islam to fight Oliveira. But if it doesn't play out like that, then I feel like um, Islam Makachev needs another fight. And I feel like actually it would do him good to have another title fight before he gets a, a title shot. Because I feel like another fight will will kind of increase his, his, his prominence in the division, his name value, etc, etc. And... Um, when then if he does win his next fight, when then he has a title shot next. It'll kind of be kind of the right time for him, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion and obviously, you know, he's gonna call for a title shot and why shouldn't he? He's won nine in a row whatever it is. Um now if Islam isn't as aggressive as Kabib on the ground, one guy that is not just as aggressive as Khabib, but more aggressive than Khabib is a Kamzat Chimaev. He's like Khabib on steroids, and I'm using I'm using that as a phrase, not saying that he's on steroids. But you get what you get. What I'm trying to say, he's like he's like Khabib, but the, the, the but just the volume turned up. Or oh, God, just I, I I don't know what the right phrase is, but what he did on Saturday night, blimey, it it, it blew my socks off because. I wasn't expecting I I wasn't expecting that level of domination. I wasn't expecting that level of just what's the right phrase? Just like just he just kind of it's almost like the opponent was inconsequential. Like it was just gonna happen. Do you know what I mean? It was he just it was just too much. It's just too much. You need to calm down, Kamza. We, we don't need this level of aggression. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like the way he picked it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even like he waited for a moment to take Lee jang yang It wasn't even like he waited for a moment to take him down. Like he literally just, 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 just as soon as he, as soon as the fight started, he just grabbed him and picked him up. It, it, it felt like a man against a boy. Which is funny because obviously Li Jiangyang yang is an accomplished fighter. He's had over 10 fights. He's had like 15 fights in the UFC. Do you know what I mean? And for him to do that to him, it just, uh, it, it was scary, man. It was honestly, it was scary. And the way he kind of carries himself and, and, and his interview afterwards, he, he, he does carry himself as a stereotypical type of villain uh, from a Hollywood movie, which is quite ironic because like when I've seen on social media, his, his actual interaction, when he's not, it's almost like when he's fighting or when he's talking about a fight, his persona just switches into fight mode and he talks in the way he talks, brother, brother, I, I, I smash him, I smash him, I kill everybody. But then when he's not, in that mode he seems like such a nice kind of chilled out person man i've seen videos of him like there was a video of him hugging john gooden after the fight that someone posted on instagram and and just saying i love you brother i love you and just like just general interaction with other people um that i've seen he just seems like a like he seems nothing like what we see in the octagon right because actually that's a good thing because if that's what he's like in day-to-day life uh then he'd be in prison already do you know what i mean um but again he's definitely a definitely a glimpse into the future of the welterweight division now obviously he's calling he's calling out Nate Diaz man and Nate Diaz is a fight that I don't want to see and and obviously there's politics involved in that because Nate Diaz has one fight left in his in his deal and I I made a video about this previously and it feels like the UFC want that fight to be against Kamzat uh to to kind of diminish uh, Nate Diaz's leverage in his position as a free agent but that's a different story for another time Um, but I just feel like the 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 weight division at the moment is there is there in terms of we have a, a title fight on Saturday and then we have Leon Edwards against Jorge Masvidal fighting in December but apart from that who else is booked in a fight who else has already booked in a fight? Is Gilbert Burns booked in a fight? Is Vicente Luque booked in a fight? Is Wonderboy Thompson booked in a fight? Are they injury-free? Are they good to go? Because Gilbert Burns is a guy that's very vocal on social media, and I'm surprised he hasn't, he hasn't called out Kamzat Chimayev yet. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, he's a guy that's been all over calling people out, Leon Edwards and whoever else, and here's your chance. If you want to be a hero, I can be a hero. If you want to be a hero, do it. Call out Kamzat call out Kamzak, because I'd love to see that fight, do you know what I mean, um, but yeah, like, again, again, although I'm excited about Kamzat, and although it's very, like, I've not really seen someone be this destructive, um, in the UFC, from debut, like, he's had four fights now, and I think all of them have just been finished within the first round, um, we have to be a little bit kind of wary of the level of competition he's facing because although Jangalang has had 15-odd fights in the welterweight division, nobody, nobody, nobody before this fight was made was talking about him as a potential champion in the future. He's just a very good fighter, top 15 fighter. And it's very impressive that Kamzat did that to a top 15 fighter. But I think we can all agree there's a big gap between even, say, the sixth-ranked fighter uh, in comparison to the top two, top three, do you get what I'm trying to say? And that, that and that's the story for most divisions uh, in the UFC. Um, so Kamzat still has levels to to go in terms of the level of competition he's fighting, uh, but the potential he's showing in terms of the way he's able to just finish guys so quickly and be so. Um, Overwhelming in, in in what he does in the octagon. Obviously, it's impressive, and obviously, it feels as though he's good enough to be a uh, a, a, a presence in the title picture uh, for years to come. Um, but I, I I do definitely feel as though he's on the fast track to that, and I feel like someone like Gilbert Burns would be the perfect opponent for him to be uh, to fight the winner of Leon Edwards and. Again, obviously, if Leon Edwards beats Jorge Masvidal and Kamara Usman and Covington, depending on who wins that fight. Um, But I've just said to you guys that I I didn't want to go so long and I didn't want to go 20 minutes and I've gone 20 minutes. So um, I've gone over 20 minutes. So I'm going to I'm going to leave it there. Let me know what you guys think, man. Let me know. But before I say that, man, I, I don't even think I mentioned this the way Kamzat picked him up. The way he picked up Lee Jin Yang and started talking shit while he was holding him to Dana White telling Dana White to get off his phone and watch him fight like that kind of shit just gets you excited innit? not it you have to you have to get excited by that like it's just you know like there's 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 just levels of disrespect and, and I'm not saying it's a disrespect directly to Jin Yang it's just a disrespect to the, the competition in front of him it could be anyone and just that kind of attitude, it just... it Honestly, man, it, it's exciting for the future. It's exciting to see what he's going to do in the future, isn't it? It's exciting. And it, it actually, it makes me feel a little bit like, oh, man, what if that Leon Edwards fight actually went ahead? Because, like, I, I, I feel like Leon Edwards is definitely one of the best world welterweights at the moment. And how would Leon Edwards have dealt with Kamzat? It, it gets you thinking, innit? And... For me, Kamzai is definitely now in the mix. It's just, it's just let's relax in it. It's very impressive. It's very, very good what he did on Saturday night. But we also have to take into account who it was against. And um, I'm not trying to turn this into a thing of, oh, you know, um, oh, but who did he beat? Who did he beat? Like, like Jin Yang is obviously a very good fighter. But um, in terms of how they match up, his, his skills don't match up great to cams that ability, wrestling ability um but then again in the world weight division who's due who's due um but I'm just I'm I'm excited to see him fight again. I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to shut up about Kamza and how excited I am about him. Uh, but yeah, uh, an entertaining night of fights. Put your comments below. Let me know what you guys think about the stuff I've said. Share your own opinions about Saturday night. Who would you match uh, these guys up with next? Feel free to comment below. Uh, if you've enjoyed the video, please do like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. I'll catch you guys next time.